Hello guys, welcome back to the Self Work Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Bundi, aka the Wellness Doctor. Thank you for returning. If you are a returning subscriber, but if you are new, welcome. This is a place where we talk about mental health, we talk about wellness in general. And I would just first of all like to ask if you're not subscribed, please subscribe. Please, 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 please subscribe. It helps us to grow. It helps, um, it helps you to know when I post new content. At the same time, guys, if you're really not following me on my social media, you're really missing out because I share stuff every single day on my stories, stuff that we can actually engage on because I feel like when it comes to the podcast or even the YouTube channel, there's only so much we can talk. So if you want to have a real conversation with me, that's a place to be. My um, handles are Dr. Underscore Vundi. Uh, that is Instagram, Facebook, but I don't do Facebook much, guys. Let's just be honest. <laughs> so it's Instagram mostly and TikTok. TikTok, I am Dr. Underscore Vundi Wellness. So today we are talking about something that has been spoken about by a lot of wellness professionals, a lot of psychiatrists, psychologists, and that is high functioning depression. I know you've probably heard about high-functioning anxiety <clears throat> or even high-functioning alcoholics. Today, we are talking about a high-functioning depression. So what is high-functioning depression? As the name suggests, people with high-functioning depression are functioning. Let's take it back a little bit. When you think about somebody who is going through depression, what comes to mind? This person is probably, physically you can see it. This person is struggling to get out of bed. They are struggling with school or work. Their relationships are affected in one way or another, either by this person being very isolated and withdrawn. You can see it, is what I'm saying. When it comes to high-functioning depression, this person almost looks okay. This person is working, they're doing their job, they're meeting up with you for a drink or two, they're coming for brunch, they're putting on their makeup, but deep down, deep down, if you ask this person, they are struggling. That is what high-functioning depression is. And the thing is, you can almost miss it. You can almost miss it. Because this person will keep showing up for what they need to show up for. They'll keep doing what they need to do. But deep down, deep down they're not okay. So according to the textbook definition, the word high-functioning depression doesn't exist. So we have a word for it as psychiatrists and that's dysthymia. So that is the official term because high-functioning depression is more of a layman's terminology. And how do we get to define high-functioning depression? High-functioning depression is defined by a period of low mood for most of the day for um, about two years. So for two years, if you ask this person, what is your predominant feeling or what is your predominant mood? They will tell you it's been sadness for even more than two years. I have patients who've been sad for as long as they were 10, for as early as they were 10 years old. That is this time, yeah. So it lasts for so long, up to the point where somebody starts to feel like, this is just how I am. If you talk to somebody who has high-functioning depression, they'll almost tell you, 
They don't know anything else. This is just how they've always been, all right? But deep down, when you question them, especially when they come into therapy, you realize they will tell you, actually, there's a point where things change. There was a switch, right? So what exactly are the symptoms of this high-functioning depression? So I'm having a look because uh, I wrote this down in my notes. I do not like to get my facts wrong. So yeah, what are the symptoms? We've talked about a depressed mood for a very long time. It has to be at least two years, two years of sadness. Then you've got appetite changes. So it can be overeating or no appetite. You've got sleep changes where it can be insomnia or where somebody is excessively sleeping. That's number three. Number four, your energy is just low. Your energy is just low, like you just have no energy. Number five, you have poor concentration or you have difficulty in making decisions. Even simple things, what to wear, what to do, organizing yourself, you struggle with those things. Next, you have hopelessness, a feeling of hopelessness. hopelessness. You just feel hopeless about life. And lastly, low self-esteem. So those are the seven symptoms of high-functioning depression. And guys, um, just before I move on, I, made a, uh, I did an episode on self-esteem. And because I just mentioned self-esteem, if you've not watched that episode, please immediately after this one, watch it. Because self-esteem checks off with high-functioning depression, with depression itself. It's um, tied into substance use. It's tied into addiction. It's tied into toxic relationships. So please, if you've not watched that episode, at the end of this one, I highly recommend that one. All right? So we've kind of talked about the seven symptoms of high-functioning depression. What next? What next? How, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm saying the seven symptoms and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, that's me. What do you do next? Here's, a, here's what I want to recommend to you if you feel like you're somebody who's been having high-functioning depression. One thing that I want you to identify is that you, you, this is not normal. Because remember earlier I had said that sometimes you start to feel like this is my life, this is how I've always been, so why should I, I can continue like this, right? The one thing I want to tell you is that I don't believe that life should be lived like that. I don't believe that you should settle for just constantly being sad. Even if you're functioning, even if you're going to work, even if you're showing up, I believe that we only have one life. We only have one life. And this one life is not a rehearsal. So if you're going through life in a way that you're just constantly sad, don't settle for that. The first thing that you need to do if you feel like you're, you're, you're suspecting that you might be having this high-functioning depression is to make the decision that this is not normal and aspire to be better. Because the biggest challenge that comes in for me personally when I'm managing patients with dysthymia is they've kind of given up. They're like, it's, this is the way that it should be. And I'm here to tell you that this is not the way it should be. I want you to get to the point where you can actually experience joy again. Because guess what? There was a time when you could experience joy. Even if it was in childhood. 
there was a time that you could experience joy. There was a time you could concentrate. There was a time you could get into bed and sleep. There was a time when you had energy. You can go back to that. And even if, let's say, you can't go exactly to that place where you used to be, you can get to somewhere which is better than where you are right now. So number one, the decision that I can't stay in this place anymore, I want to get better. That is the first step that you need to make if you are having high-functioning depression. And the second step is to contact a professional. And in this case, I would highly recommend a psychiatrist because we need to assess you and more often than not, it might require medication. Now, when I say medication, people panic, people run, they're like, ah, ah, my life is not about antidepressants. But hear me out, guys. Hear me out. Is it, is it, is it, it's actually a choice between two things. To just continue to drudge on through life in a very low vibration level where you're constantly sad, you're just, you're not, you're not okay. Or you come, you're possibly put on medication and that cloud, that cloud that's been following you, it lifts. It's actually a decision between the two. And I know there are so many rumors and fears surrounding being put on antidepressants specifically. And, and I want to just debunk that myth right now, guys. Let's, let not the fear of you being put on medication stand in between your healing. Because you're probably sitting there. You're even maybe probably struggling with suicidal thoughts. You're probably feeling like, you know what, I really don't want to be here anymore. That's not the way that life should be. So I get it, you might be afraid of antidepressants and maybe I actually need to do an episode on the fear of being put on medication and the side effects of medication. But guys, that fear should not stand in between you and your healing. Those antidepressants could be part of your healing. So let's get out of this thing of I'm scared to go see a psychiatrist because I will be put on medication because the thing you're actually choosing is to constantly live a life of depression. And another thing that I would really like to say about this time here is when you're put on this medication, don't expect that you'll be put on medication for a short while and then things lift. Absolutely not. It's a journey. And even if you'll be put on medication, you'll need to also go into therapy, which is my third point of, of how to deal with high-functioning depression. Remember we said step one was to get to the point where you realize that you need help. Step two was to get in touch with a psychiatrist. And step three is to get into therapy. Because remember what I said, high-functioning depression has been there for years, probably since childhood. We need to figure out what, at what point did things change for you? Was it a childhood trauma? Was it that your parents were toxic? Was it some, there was something that happened that started the thing, that started the dysthymia? So we need to go back into your past. We need to get, figure it out, um, heal, unpack, so that at least we can start climbing and clawing our way outside of this cave that is high-functioning depression. So medication and therapy usually go hand in hand when it comes to dysthymia. All right, guys? And 
I just want to, as I come towards the end of this episode, um, I want to ask you something because I know there's somebody who's listening to this who is probably feeling like I have high-functioning depression and you're still not convinced that you want to do something about it. You, you still maybe feel like, I'm okay, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm passing exams, I'm, I'm okay, you know, I'm, I'm good. I want to ask you a question, guys. And the question is this. When was the last time you felt okay? When was the last time you felt good? When was the first time you felt hopeful? If you have to really dig and think and explore and get the answer out of your behind, something is not right. And this is possibly the push that you needed. If your answer was, I've kind of always felt not okay. I've kind of always felt sad. If that was your answer, this is your jolt. This is the thing that you need to kind of remind you what life is all about. Life is all about living fully and experiencing things fully, even your emotions. And look, I'm not saying that we should go around life laughing and, you know, it's rainbows and butterflies and unicorns all, all through the day. Absolutely not, guys. Absolutely not. There are days when you should be sad. But remember, sadness should not be your predominant feeling. Sadness should punctuate your life. You know, like when you're reading an essay and you've got paragraphs and then the full stops just punctuate. Sadness should punctuate your life. It shouldn't be the full essay. Okay? So that brings me to the end of my episode. And once again, if you need help, please reach out. Even if it doesn't even have to be me. You can even just go to your GP and tell them, you know what, I'm not feeling okay. All right? So thank you once again for um, watching this episode. If you've made it to the end, please hit that subscribe button. Please share this with somebody. Um, I know there's somebody who was watching this and you are thinking of somebody else. You're watching this episode and you're thinking, oh my God, that's my sister or that's my friend. Please share this with them because maybe this is the awakening that they needed. All right, that's the end guys. I thank you so, 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 so much for following me on this journey. I am going to be more intentional about posting videos twice a week. I've been doing once a month since the year started, but it's going to be twice a week um, from now henceforth, I usually post on Mondays and I'm just I'm, I'm grateful for this journey. I'm grateful for how much we've grown. We are almost at 3k subscribers on YouTube guys 3k 3k I'm, I'm, I'm my heart is full of joy. My heart is so full of joy So um, thank you once again And I would really really like it if you follow me on my social media platforms as I'd said earlier So that we can get to get to know each other guys yeah, as usual, I am sending you love and light and I will see you on the next episode, guys. Bye! <laughs>